Hi, I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics located in Southgate, Kentucky. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Hey guys, we've loved answering all of your questions so far. If you'd like to hear your question on the podcast, please send them to us on Instagram at Wheel Talk Podcast or by email to wheeltalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Got it. Hi. <laughs> Started off with some moment of silence. <laughs> A moment of silence for my sanity. Hi, Becca. Hi. <laughs> uh, we're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. Can't go without saying that. We're live. Yeah. Live. Live. Um, hi. How are, how are you? I'm doing all right. Got a little... So I've, uh... I figured out the fireplace. Had a little... Yeah. Issue with the fireplace over the weekend. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. The end result was... Wasn't a good fire because the damper was closed. Yes. So, there's a little bit... A little smoky down here. And, Ladies uh, and gentlemen, the man who's fired a kiln before... <laughs> it's not intuitive the way the damper works. You would think that when it's really tight, that means that it's holding the damper open, but that's not the case. It's like, apparently you let it loose, and that means the damper's open. The little, like, mm. pull chain thing. And it's not as tight, which doesn't make sense to me. But, nevertheless, um, I had a fire this weekend, and I fired a little bit in there today, even though I wasn't out here just chilling it but it's kind of fun uh and then i was just doing some glazing in the studio so not a ton of work happening i'm trying to i want to get a glaze kiln done it's hard to like start fresh glazing stuff because i don't have anything that's already glazed and sitting on shelves like waiting to go into a kiln because of the move so i've actually got to go from like zero to a full glaze load and it's taking a bit and i don't have like a sink like a utility sink down here like i did at the old studio yeah. so it's kind of like it's a little bit weird like i want to be cautious about rinsing stuff and so i basically have another five gallon bucket of cat litter bucket that i use for rinsing water and stuff like that so yeah that's not been too bad but i think i got a two-thirds of a kiln maybe nice so um, how was the uh the show last night tell us about that yeah so we went to it was a dave Chappelle screening of his documentary so last year during the pandemic he had those shows in yellow springs ohio which if you don't know where that's at in relation to here actually amy mentioned it that she lived there but it's about like an hour and a half hour and 15 from cincinnati so it was like kind of like a local crowd and local show. So it, you know, it was good to have it um, there. And I think people appreciated the, you know, I didn't realize the like economic impact of it. You know, they were doing the shows and it seems like, oh, they want to do shows because there's no entertainment going on and there's no yeah, comedians doing work right now. But it's also like he's bringing in business for the local clientele and the local businesses there that are having no traffic because it is kind of like a tourist ish town for like hiking and like small town 
kind of stuff. So it would be like, you know, if you have somebody popular that was in Monroe that could bring crowds there and bring business that like, yeah, that would be beneficial. So, um, yeah, I think that was a big part of it that, you know, came across in the documentary that I got out of it. Um, at the end, they were saying like he brought like nine million dollars of economic wow. impact to the city during those shows. I think they did like 51 or something Wow! over the summer last year. So it was pretty sweet. Um, so you didn't go see Dave Chappelle. He was there, but it was, they had two comedians that like opened. They had like a little DJ there at the beginning. Um, and then Jeff Ross was there. Do you know who that mm-hmm. is? And then uh, Ronnie Chang, I think he's on mm-hmm. the daily show. He's like a correspondent, I guess on the daily show. Um, and then they played the documentary, which is about 70 minutes long, I think. Okay. And then Dave Chappelle came out after and chatted a little bit, but he also brought like musical people there. So there was like some rap artists that were local, like a couple of them sang like one song and then like Bone Thugs and Harmony was there and they did like three songs. And then we ended up leaving after that. Like I've never been to like a rap concert. I don't know that I'll be going back to a rap concert or intentionally (laughs) going to a rap concert. I mean, I'm like, I think I know these Bone Thug songs, but I don't recognize because they, like, it's all there's like a lot of beat to it, but you can't really understand what they're saying because they're shouting over each other and stuff. Like yeah. That. So it's like, I, I mean, it's more about the hype and like if you're into it and you're standing up and like I'm not a stand up crowd person <laughs> unless it's at a show that I'm like into, but if I don't know what's going on, like. I just wasn't as into here that a Michael Bu- here a Michael Bublé sit in the oh, sit, hell yeah Michael Bublé Nora Jones sit down and just listen like that's why I like comedy shows you just sit down and listen like you're not gonna you're not like up and standing I mean I have gone to concerts where I've stood now that's mostly like country concerts or something where I'm in a lawn or in a pit or something yeah. and you stand um but I mean I just like listen to music and stuff but uh, yeah, so that was the show. He didn't do a ton of, like, just comedy unless he did more after we left. But I think it was more about, like, showcasing the documentary. And mm-hmm. then they were doing that screening in, like, ten cities, I think. Yeah, they did it in Indianapolis. Oh, they did? Yeah. Was it last week, maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you were saying you wish you could have gone. Or I guess you thought it was, like, him doing stand-up, right? A little bit, but I kind of heard about it later, too, what it was. Yeah. I said I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was there was definitely stand-up in the in the documentary. So, like, him doing stand-up, yeah. and then, like, Michelle Wolf was a big feature in it. Um, Chris Rock was in it, and some other comedians were in it, and they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, some of their stand-up. So, yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, he, didn't he, like, sue Netflix or something because he felt like the... They botched the documentary or something like that because they, like, didn't allow it to be seen. Um, I mean, I think it was, like, the film festivals or something. Oh, I don't know if okay. it was supposed to be on Netflix. I mean, he took it to the Tribeca Film Festival, I think. Yeah, he was But other film festivals, like, that. denied him being able to, yeah, like, get a deal or something to show it, like, officially. So he kind of, like put it out himself by these like theater tours for now yeah he's like i'm dave chappelle and i'll do whatever the fuck i want because (laughs) 
I'm the most famous comedian alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty good. I hope to see him in, uh, like actually a comedy show at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we could have gone to some at the farm last year, or at the pavilion in Yellow Springs, but. Like, you don't really hear about the shows because, I mean, the shows were held for, like, 120 people or, like, upwards of... They were expensive, you too. You know, a I few hundred like people. Yeah, like, 1,500. Yeah, like, they were probably not cheap. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, 1,500 a pop or something like that. Yeah. Mm. So, a lot. Pretty nuts. I don't know if it was started at that or if it progressed to that, yeah. but... I mean, they were probably being resold and stuff, too, but... Yeah. Yeah, pretty Dang. nuts. Fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think I'll be going to some more comedy shows here in the coming future. Yeah. So. All right. How about you? What's going on? What's new? I, I've had a shit show of a day. <laughs> it's just been a... It's just been a... Fun. Why is that? <laughs> uh, so this morning started out fine, and then I went to the studio, loaded up the kiln... With all of the mugs that I'm going to do an update for on Saturday. Fancy update. Fancy update. You know what? We should release this episode on Saturday. So that... We can do that. Yeah, when it comes out. 12 o'clock, guys. 12 o'clock today. Um, Saturday, November 20th. 12 o'clock. November 20th. 12 o'clock. Some fancy cups are going to go quick. Fancy cups. Do you know how many you have? I think I have like 10 or 15. Okay. And I made some that didn't have any designs on them, so I'm just going to sand them down so they're super fucking smooth. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited about those ones. And did you hear, did you figure out, um, did you see my, what fancy means? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of what the, the acronym for it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, not cheap, yo. <laughs> yeah, I think we mentioned it on here before. I think it's so funny. <laughs> I still think it's really funny. Anyway, I went back to get Lloyd at my apartment because we have a mouse at the studio. And so he is our mouse catcher. Um, we haven't tried this before, but <laughs> hopefully yeah. hopefully he a kills a mouse tonight. And um, so he's at the studio tonight, and I promptly get into my car with Lloyd, and uh, it's completely dead. So I uh, call my property manager and I was like, can you please jump my car? <laughs> and I have cables, always have, always will. <laughs> and so she jumped my car and then I came to work and I, was, I kind of forgot about it. And um, yeah, and then I was at work for a while and then I left at like 830. And I get out to my car, can't open the fucking car because it's completely dead. Like, 100% dead. And wait, you don't even get... have a key on your fob? I know you got oh, a key wait. fob, but it doesn't even have a key oh, on wait. it? No, it has a key, and I, like, put it into the key slot, and it wouldn't even unlock the car. Like, it took me 10 minutes of, like, jiggling the key just to oh get the key God. the car unlocked. I was like, I thought that the key was supposed to unlock the car. I thought the um, key was a mechanical thing. I don't think it's an electronic it thing. Is, like, it should be. It right? is. I think that my I just haven't unlocked my car with the key things very much. So, like, the Did actual key. Did your trunk key? unlock with the key? No. Oh. Or else I would have tried that first. The trunk doesn't even have a key slot. Wow. I don't Did think. Did you go to the other side, too? 
I did. There's no keys law on the other side. Damn. I know. It sounds like a fault of the... It is a vault. So anyway, so then my car's dead. So Abby, (laughs) thank God, was still there. So she jumped my car. And it's so funny. Everybody that I asked to jump my car was like, I've never done this before. Or it's been a while, you know? And I'm like, I got this. It's fine. (laughs) I've done this before. (laughs) I've done this a billion times. One time I was jumping my car. And this lady at the at the Chase Bank was so gracious to help me. And um, I accidentally lit the jumper cables on fire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I successfully hid it from her. It was great. Anyway, so, um, yeah. And then I got home <laughs> and turned the car off. Completely dead. Dead, dead, dead. It's dead. So, Joe, my friend Joe thinks that it's the alternator. It is cold, so it could be a shitty battery. Yeah, but I was going to say, you could go to like AutoZone or something and get a battery check to see if the... I could go to AutoZone if I could get if to you AutoZone. Could, well, yeah, that's a given. But <laughs> And then what sucks even more is that I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow at 8, 8.35 in the morning. And so, but thankfully Joe's going to take me to the doctor's appointment. And so, nice. yeah. And... On top of all of that, Sunday, I just finished that stupid-ass show that was five days long. (laughs) We're going to have plenty of time to talk about the show, people. That's what we're here for today. (laughs) That's what we're here for today. Becca's commentary on a fucking trade show. Um, I I haven't listened to what I said earlier. I think I was really optimistic in the um, podcast earlier about this show. About your sales expectations? Yeah, and I think that I don't know what I was thinking because <laughs> I think like originally I didn't know which show it was and then I found out that it was the hobby and craft show and I was like, okay, it's fine, it's fine, it'll be fine. Um, if I was in Washington, my sales would be completely different than here. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about it later. Um, anyway, so yeah, that ended. It's just been a fucking wild ride. Wild ride. Nice. Well, I hope those fancy cups come out. I s- you had some smaller things, too. Are those single Pinch color? Okay. Are yeah. those going in the update, too, or are they just the fancy yeah. cups? Yeah, they're okay. going in the update. I mean, hopefully the update happens if I can get to the studio. Oh, it'll fucking happen. Your, your fucking kiln was firing, though, right? Yeah, the kiln's fine. The okay, kiln's so like the firing kiln's firing, and... so at least stuff will be there for you. Yeah, I just have to hopefully figure out how to... Hopefully you can get there. Get there. Like, if it is the alternator... That like requires maintenance. Things. Yeah. And if it's the battery, then that's fucking f- great. I would love for it to be the battery. Yeah, battery's easy, easy peasy fix. Yeah, and there's just a there's an AutoZone like up the road, so um. Yeah. Have you had to jump cars a lot? I mean, it sounds like oh, you have. Have I'm you? I'm a professional car jumper. Don't they give you like? Can't you buy those, like, jumper boxes things and stuff? I probably need to get one. Yeah, I mean, if you have this much experience and you're like, move aside, I know what I'm doing. Like, how much would one of those cost? <laughs> Especially when you only have one vehicle, right? I mean, there's no backup. You don't... I know. You know well, a few in, people here that Washington, can help out, but... In Wa- in Monroe, easy peasy. Like, not an issue. <laughs> right? Somebody was always there that I knew. But not right. here. And, I mean, it was walkable to what you were doing. Like, you could get yeah. through what you're doing by just walking. Yeah, my car could be dead for two days, and it would be fine. So, right. um, But, yeah, 
And the fucking Napa was literally across the street. <laughs> so, Get that Napa know-how. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that'll be fun to figure out tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Uh, shall we move on? Yeah, I wanted to read a comment because somebody was listening to our recent episodes and wrote us on Instagram and I thought it was funny. So, uh, Christopher Boyd from Chris Boyd Pottery. He said, hey guys, I had fun listening to the bickering over shitty kilns. Charles. Charles. Rude. Let's give Charles a minute. Okay. Alright. I had fun listening to bickering over shitty kilns. Ryan, I've always had shitty kilns that I tinker with and keep them going, so I understand your motivation. Having said that, I just got the LNL E23T with quad elements and the Genesis controller with Wi-Fi. It's amazing. I can now side with Becca on the kiln log, but instead of a mental note, I get to take a screenshot of the app when it's in the final hold. That goes into my file and has most of the info I need, minus the witness cone photo I'll take later and add the photo under the firing number in my database. So, still logging stuff, saving it digitally, but nonetheless. Yep. It, it's got to be so nice when you upgrade to that new kiln and you're just like, no worries in the world. <laughs> There's still a few worries. For a period of time. If you're not worried time, a little like, bit. Yeah. If you're not worried a little bit, then uh, you're doing something wrong. But yeah. you should always have a tiny speck of fear in yeah. anything don't, that you do. You got to be humbled a little bit. So don't feel like you're Yeah. You're flying um, with no no risks here. Actually, yeah. that uh, brings up a point. I uh, L&L reached out to me because I, I started tagging them recently in some stories and stuff. Are they going to give you a brand new kiln? No, they're not giving me a brand new kiln. <laughs> no, I L&L, haven't got that. come on! I haven't got that ballsy with it to ask them for a brand new kiln. <laughs> no, they just reached out and they said, hey, I, I see you had a couple kilns. I think it was when I was moving out of my studio and I showed the two kilns side by side and I tagged each of them. And stuff. Um, so they were, asked, they were like, can we get some genuine feedback from you about your kiln experience? You know, what you like and don't like about the kilns that you have, especially the L&L. Because, you know, that's what I got. So, um, yeah. So, I was mainly talking about, like, the issues I have with loading it and getting those air difference firing things. Because mm-hmm. of the three thermocouples and the air difference, it shuts my kiln off. And I got to move, like, two things out of the way and then refire it. Um, so, they said that air difference code is based on a 50-degree difference from thermocouples. Yep. And they were like, you know, what would you expect? Like, what do you... Like, what would you prefer to happen? Um, One thermocouple. That's what I'd prefer. So, um, they did come back with some feedback. They, I was saying I would rather it, like, let me know, but let it go. And, like, let me know after whatever. Like, let mm-hmm. me know when error was thrown, but don't stop the kiln. Like, keep it going and let that be my risk. And the witness cones are going to tell me what the actual temperature ended up being on those shelves. Like, shutting it off and having me reload and unload and do all that work is just a waste of electricity in my mind. I would rather have a whole shelf of underfired pots or overfired yeah, pots sure. than a whole kiln that I have to reload. Um, so, they said that's good feedback. They're trying to figure that out with their next controller. Sorry, that was... Yeah, that was LNL. LNL. Um, and then... They, he mentioned a single zone and a double, a two zone. So they do have a setting on there, apparently, that is 
only using two thermocouples or one thermocouple. So there's a setting where it won't that like won't be an issue for me. So I'm thinking about trying to look up the manual and figure out how to do that. Yeah, you but. can. Uh, somebody told Rebecca you can turn off the top and the bottom thermocouples, and he was like, "I don't recommend it. You're gonna have to Google it, <laughs> but yeah. you can do it." Yeah. Yeah, he said it was called single zone and double zone or something like that. Okay. So. Yeah. So I'm going to look it up. I wonder if it, it's probably conditional where you can choose like which thermocouples. I would assume we, I would probably yeah. want the bottom and the top or something. Right. Um, or just or the, the middle, middle and the top. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. You still have to move around them and stuff, but I mean, it's yeah. pretty neat that that's I an mean, option. really, you could take it out. I don't know that I want to take them out yet. I know, but like you could. You could just take one out and stuff it with some. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anything, I would probably take the bottom one out. Yeah. Because it's so low. Like, I mean, the the bottom one is like three inches up from the the bottom shelf. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, my new kiln has three thermocouples, and every time I look at it, I'm like, god damn it. So I'm going to (laughs) look up that that double zone fire. So I guess the moral is, you know, reach out to those companies and don't... Like, I kind of feel bad about it because I'm like, hey, like, there's nothing I can do. I got to shift it around. But when you actually get to talk with the company that makes the kilns... And knows the thermocouples and all that stuff. Like they can actually give you advice that's gonna tell you a good Ryan, answer next that time, could fit with it. So I need to be your like PR or something because like next time you're like, I could give you this advice uh, for a price. What? A free kiln. I would like a free brand new fucking kiln. Wait, I was gonna leverage my my expertise for a kiln. Yes. yes. <laughs> But you know what could happen? They could come back and they could say, hey, we have a new controller. We'd like to give you this upgraded controller if you want to fit it with your kiln. Or, hey, we're going to be at Inseca, which, breaking news, breaking news, Inseca uh, is going to be in Cincinnati in 2023. I don't know who knows Fuck that. Yeah. There's probably a group that knows that, that's a small group. But um, L&L, hey, shout out. Um, <laughs> give us a free kiln or a and free then, controller. And then on this... On the side, we had, um, I don't know if I told you this, but Bartlett Controller reached out to me for a testimonial about their controller. What the fuck? <laughs> because I have I have their controller. So I gave him some feedback and asked him some questions and stuff. So. And you were like, I would love to give you some feedback if you could give me the new Genesis controller. I'd I mean, be- it literally took me like three months to reply to their four questions because I was so busy that I never prioritized it. So I kind of feel bad about that, but. Oh my god! But Look I gave my her butt. <laughs> I'm over that song at this point. Every every time I hear that now, I'm like, skip. Like, I get it. I've heard it like sixty fucking times, or however many times. I'm like, onward. I just like saying, "Oh my god!" Like that. Oh my god. Um, well, I'm disappointed in you. You had an opportunity, and you just shot it down into the hey, ground. Hey, I'll give out. I'll give out some free. Put out those like free feelers out there. L&L. Let them appreciate it. Just or like I did any- with Speedball. Hey, any of these things. You tag companies that you like their stuff. They might like reach out to you and ask for something. Like you're building some rapport slowly but surely. I'm not going to like ask them for something immediately. L&L or any comp- competing Kiln companies, if you really want Ryan's uh, good feedback, he's got a lot of influences. And, um, they're not you know, listening to this, but okay. <laughs> you never know. 
<laughs> you never know. Diamond Core gets on my live videos. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Have they heard you talk about Diamond Core? I haven't talked shit about them. What do you mean, directly while they're on there? <laughs> yeah, I should do. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to retract that statement, Becca? I'm just saying I haven't I don't know that you talk shit directly, but you've you've mentioned that others can... Purchase do, cheaper via do Amazon. Do close to the job of what you hope to get from that. <laughs> right. I'm just a little bitter. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's do a review. <laughs> My phone's about to die. Uh, review. Okay, it's five stars from Narth- Darth Ned. Um. Oh my God. Is this Nick? Nick, if this is you, you tell me at work. Anyway, May 2nd, 2021. Great podcast. I listen to Wheel Talk while working in my pottery studio. They are so funny and knowledgeable. They recognize that there are more than one way to do things. Some people are stingy with their information or knowledge, but not Becca and Ryan. Keep up the great podcast. Thank you. Why do you think that's who that is? Because Nick's real name is Ned. Oh. Hmm. Not a lot of Neds out in the world, huh? Yeah. I told him that he should actually go by Ned because it's a great name. You said Darth Ned? Is he a Star Wars fan? Yeah, he is. That's probably <laughs> him. I mean, that's like three points. That's enough that's, to say it's probably I him. I know. There's a high certainty that's him. <laughs> How weird is that, though? He could be listening in the studio while you're like 10 feet away from him. I know be awkward right <laughs> hi nick <laughs> love you <laughs> not um, like weird awkward it's just like kind of weird right yeah kind of i guess funny. thanks for the feedback thanks for the for the yeah. uh review the review do we oh let's do that question that was a yeah fun. we have a listener question so this is from e squared dot pottery. Listen to episode one oh seven yesterday, and I look back. That is the motivation as a maker take two episode, and my mind was blown when Becca said she would wait until two weeks before a deadline to start a piece. Can you break down how to get a piece, how to get a finished piece in two weeks, specifically something with an attachment and how to dry it quickly with while avoiding cracks? So. Becca, when given the lengthy time of 14 days, <laughs> when we first read this, Becca, what did you say, Becca? I said two weeks. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> More like four days. Um, okay. Let's talk about this. How long so does it, it take like, you? It sounds like a mug. How, yeah, how long does it take you? If I were to rush it, I could throw it, leave it overnight, finish the bottom, handle it the next day, leave it to set. I'm not really going to bisque fire it for like at least a week. But I mean... 
But I've if never, you, t- I've never turned anything around in two weeks. That's just because was, I'm not in a rush, though. Yeah, if it was a hundred and fifty dollar mug, and you needed to do it in ten days, you'd biscuit. Yeah, I would do it. Um, yeah, I would probably do that process. So I would throw it, handle it the next day. I would definitely leave plastic over it after the handle to make sure that it dried good. And then I'd take the plastic off. That'd be third day, plastic off, drying. Hopefully I would have a kiln firing or something to have some heat in the air to dry it out quicker. And I'd sit it on top of the kiln, dry it out quicker. Hopefully like a glaze fire so it's really hot. And then put it in a bisque kiln the next day. What's that, day five it could be done with a bisque maybe? And out of the bisque. And then glazed and put into another kiln and I don't know, seven days maybe. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pushing it, but I think that would be doable for me to get it into a kiln. I don't. Is that f- out of a kiln fire? Yeah, seven days, eight days, like out of a glaze kiln. Yeah. So let's be clear. When I used to do Leavenworth, the show every week, I would turn things around in four days. And we're talking, we're not talking like two mugs. We're talking 50 mugs. <laughs> that was because the show ran Thursday. Is it Thursday to Sunday? It Friday was Thursday Sunday? through Sunday, but I was never there Thursday. So Friday through Sunday. Um, yeah. I'm going to do this with the perspective of Washington and also the perspective of my clay that did not crack when I put handles on. Um... So, this is from my perspective. I feel like people baby the clay a little bit too much. Like, when we're at work, we put the handle on and we just set it out. Unless the mug is too dry, then you gotta cover it. But, like, I have never, rarely ever, unless I'm having issues with my clay, have I covered a mug after putting a handle on. Um, so... It depends on your attachment, though, right? Does it sort of I, depend on the attachment a little bit? I'm I'm sure it does, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Um, so when I, if I was going to make a mug or going to make 30 mugs, I'd throw them the night before. So I'm, I'm going to do it probably at like 8 or 9. I'd so let were you them... throwing those on Sunday? Yeah. Sunday night? Oh, shit. No days off. Yeah. No Becca's days not off. taking Mondays off. Oh, I'm back on my show. I'm going to take Monday off. <laughs> I... Yeah, I would come back home Sunday night. I'd throw about 100 mugs. And then I I would come back the next day. I'd handle them. Uh, I'd trim. I wouldn't trim them. I would just finish off the bottom. Roll roll and and dent the bottom. And then I'd handle all of those on Tuesday morning. And then leave them out to dry on Tuesday. So you were just doing the bottom finishing on... That was your whole day of Monday? Well, like I mean, yeah, months. I'd do other stuff, too. I'd probably make bowls and shit. Okay. But um, then... And you're not I covering would... those in plastic Monday? Before you yeah. handle them? Oh, i cover them loosely in plastic. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, and then I would handle them the next day. Let them dry. Tuesday night, they go into the bisque with a three-hour hold. Oh, my gosh. Wednesday afternoon, they go out of the bisque or Wednesday evening out of the bisque, glaze them right when they're pulled out, 
put them right back into the kiln Wednesday at 4 a.m. And then and then pull them out on Friday at 4 a.m. And then drive to Leavenworth. That's great. So... This I was telling him that this was really a perfect question because I just did this stupid fucking show and I found out three weeks ago that I was going to do it or a month ago or whatever. And so I literally got clay like 10 days later because it was late and I made like 300 pieces in like a week and a half. And every morning I would go in before work and I would make the stuff that I needed to make and then come back at the end of the day, cut them off the bats, roll them out, leave them to dry a little bit, load it in the kiln, biscuit, and then do the exact same fucking thing as what I used to do. So, um... What do you think, before... What do you think drove you to work that aggressive of a schedule... Back in the day, you had four days. Like you had to get something because you wouldn't have product to sell. What yeah. like, I guess one, what drove you to like do the show with that deadline and say like I can do it and make it work, and also like, like you're not. I don't know. I mean, you you is it ultimately like you got to do what you got to do and like, you got to sacrifice your, you know, get up earlier to go in there for an hour and a half do what you got to do on your personal stuff before you have to go to work and do all of your regular day work. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what, when I was doing that, when I, this last time, <laughs> I, I remember texting Rebecca and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did we used to do this? And she texted me back. She's like, I don't fucking know. I'm fucking no. Like, and she still does it. She still like like this morning she went to sleep at like 5 a.m. and she was working on shit. Um but yeah, I don't have the stamina that I used to. I used and I don't think that I even had stamina. I think that it was just survival mode. I think I was in survival mm-hmm. mode for like 3 years. But um as far as a, a human that is normal. I feel like we should answer this question as a normal human, not me, a psychotic human. Um <laughs> Because some of those rules of like, uh, you know, I feel like it's a general rule or good practice to cover your mug, right? Once the handle's attached for a day. Is that I've a never good... done it. I've never even, he- I'd never even heard of it until like well into doing pottery. Okay. But, um, but yes, I think it is a general rule. Yeah. And also in like this this climate where it's a little dry or it's a little cold, you know, like, like our fucking landlord at the, my personal studio, he's amazing. Um, (laughs) he turned the heat on midway through me trying to like get all these cups done. And it just fucked my whole schedule up. Like, Mm -hmm. like everything was drying like perfectly, like slowly, perfectly. And then the heat came on and everything was just like, bye. (laughs) Cause you can't just leave stuff uncovered. Right. Like, so you do have to like kind of, take that into account um but and then the whole like i don't know if it's a rule but like some people say you gotta like let stuff sit for a few hours after it's glazed before you put it in a kiln or yeah to compensate that i always do a preheat 
for an hour at the beginning the of my kilns. Yeah. And I usually crack the lid so that it vents out some of the moisture. Um, Is that just because there's extra water particles and stuff that are in yeah. the glazes? Yeah, so what can happen is if it doesn't dry and then it gets hot too fast, the glaze can flake off and that's what causes crazing. Yeah. And so, or it's, it can like, cause crazing. Or Not like crazing. crawling um, and stuff. Crawling, the... sorry, crawling. Yeah, so it can cause crawling because it doesn't attach to the actual mug. Like the moisture pops it off. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like that happens when you put like a glaze on too thick and... Um, you know, you see like the little lines mm-hmm. all the way around the rim because your rims are thinner than your bases of your cups. So your cups, mm-hmm. the base of your cup is going to suck in a lot more moisture than the rim is. And so if you overload that with glaze, then it's going to, it doesn't have anywhere for yeah, that moisture to go. That's where I see the most crawling, especially so my like black and white combo. I see some of that right. happen. Right. So if you want to avoid crawling, really, ideally, you should be glazing your first color letting it sit out for the night and then doing the second color yeah i've definitely seen that yeah even Um, just like the simple thing of if you're going to do two colors on like shot glasses like yeah do all of that color and then start with the first one to do your night like that's just simple like yeah timing of things to start with the one that's the driest yeah sometimes i'll just do all of my first colors and then just come back the next day if i'm not in a rush but for a normal, so for a normal human being, let's say you have an order for 20 pieces. That seems reasonable for putting it in a kiln. Like, let's say you have a, okay, maybe 30. You have a full order, right? That you need to get done in 12 days. Okay. 14 so, days. 14 days, whatever. So 12 business days. Um, <laughs> so you're going to throw your pieces first. Next day, you're going to trim. And then you're going to handle those pieces. You can even let those sit with a handle covered over for one day. That's fine. Next day, you're going to take those out and you're going to dry them up, get them dry. And then... That's a day three. Day three, dry them. Day four, bisque them with a, with a preheat, a pretty significant preheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and pop the lid so that it's at least venting out most of the moisture till 1,000 degrees. And then... How long are you preheating for, did you say? Uh, you can... It depends. Like, I would probably preheat for three to four hours. I'd if probably preheat to, like, six wet. to eight hours, just in case. I don't know. Yeah, if it's real fucking If you really wet, don't want to do mess six. anything up, then just do a little longer, yeah. like six or eight. Yeah. But also, like, letting that kiln lid open up a little bit just to let all that moisture out will help a lot. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's not professional. Uh, and then, so that's day, wh- which day are you firing the business? That was firing? day four. Day four is firing. Firing. Okay. Day four. Day five, you're unloading. Okay. It's all the way, d- it uh, went all the way up with a six hour, six well, hour. At so the you're most, unloading like at a, night. Yeah. And then day six, day six, you're biscuit, you're glazing. Mm-hmm. And then you can put them in day seven or eight, and then you're done. Okay. What if it's that's based on somebody that can do it any time of the day? Yeah. Full time. Okay. And if you're doing part time, just add. I did it part time. 
Yeah, I did it okay. part time with three hundred like pieces. I feel like the glaze firing is a little bit more of a, or sorry, the uh, the bisque firing schedule and the yeah. glaze firing schedule. Depending on when you start it, if you start it in the evening, then you, it's really going to be two day, like two days until you can unload yeah. it. It's not going to be one day. Yeah, because you're but not going to be unloading it at like, like two a.m. You know? Yeah, that gives you like four days extra to work with it. You know, like, yeah. um. But Plus yeah, if you even work if slower, you're like doing your trimming and you're attaching the handles, like yeah. trimming 20 pieces and handling 20 pieces in one day can be a lot if you're doing it on the side. Yeah. But if you just trim all of them one day and then you cover them in plastic and handle them all yeah. the next day, then that's an extra day there. And yeah. And like if you have a part time job and you can get in before and then after that also helps with the timeline a lot. You know, like trimming it in the morning, handling them at night. You know, like that really helps mm-hmm. uh, with that. Um, I don't know what kind of glazing situation you're doing if you're painting glaze on. Hopefully, you'd be dipping these. Painting, but if you're painting glaze on, good fucking luck. I don't can't help you there. That's you gotta a lot. add, yeah. That's you a lot gotta of work. add some for twenty pieces. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, but I don't yeah, know that I've like ever had to. Line. I don't know that I've ever had to push anything that much. I mean, the, the most stuff that I've had to push has been like shot glass orders. Mm-hmm. That's either trying to meet a wholesale deadline, or I have a bunch of wholesale ones going out the door, mm-hmm. and I'm short. Like I need to restock a bunch of colors, so I'm trying to like make some new ones to get them in the pipeline, so that I've got you know a hundred shot glasses made. Yeah. And I can fill those up and make a bunch of them easily, but it does take a lot to fill a kiln, so you gotta you got to have other pieces in the mix all the time so that I can fill a kiln and get a lot of shot glasses in there and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not pushing that too much, but, I mean, I don't know, two weeks is probably the quickest I've done stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. I thought that was a good question. Yeah, that was a great question. It's, you know, it's really all about time management. And, uh... But when you were, like, getting ready for this show, is there... Are you, like, enjoying getting in the studio early and doing all that stuff to, like, meet the... Is it is it fun for you to meet the challenge? Because I, yeah. I know you've said in the past that you're, like, I don't love it as much. But there's got to be something motivating you to get in there early and, like, meet no, it. No, yeah, it was great. Like, it, honestly, it was great. Like, to, and I didn't get there super early. I got there like 10 and worked till 1245, then went to work and then came back at like 8. Um, and worked. But it like is an aggressive back. schedule, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd work till like 11 midnight and then I'd go home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's fun to see progress. You know, it's fun to like, it's not fun to trim pinch pots, though. That's not fun. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to see like all the progress and, and, uh, like what you can do in a short amount of time, you know, uh, it's one thing when you're throwing a bunch of pots, but it's another thing when you like throw 200 pieces and you go back and then you throw 40 <laughs> of your own, you know, mm-hmm. and like, it's not like I'm producing, like I'm producing at work, but, um, I mean, I'm sure your process is ramped up and it's way more efficient now that you've thrown thousands of pots with Rebecca. 
oh, for I the, throw the my last stuff 11 months. I throw my stuff way slower than I throw my work um, because I want them to look specific to what, you know, mm-hmm. um, like you're talking I'm, about shitty cups and fancy cups or just the shitty cups. I just like I like the process of throwing a wine glass, you know, and the ones that I throw at work have pretty deep waves and I don't want the ones that I have to have deep waves um, mm-hmm. just because I think they look a little bit more elegant and I, I care a little bit more than I probably should. But, um, yeah, about it's, your own work for the shitty. Yeah. Cups? About my own. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's fun though. It's fun to like throw them and see that shape. And like, for me, it's all about the shape and all about like the aerodynamics of the cup and stuff like that. You know, it's all about mm-hmm. the design. So I spend maybe 30 seconds more like looking at it and making sure it's right. And also I'm not trimming them. So I'm making sure the bottoms are cut down where I want them to be so that when I take them off, they look done, you know? So, so there's, you have to be way more conscious of the end to end because you are handling them at every stage of the process. So, right. Yeah. So there's that. And then the pinch pots for everybody that doesn't know, pinch pots aren't pinched. They're thrown. Um, (laughs) that's <laughs> what you call them you call a pinch of this pinch of that that's right i started um, making some pinch putts sort of <laughs> get it. uh yeah so they're thrown off the hump and i do it at a bag at a time and i can get about 75 out of a bag so um and i just throw the whole square of clay block of clay on the wheel center it center the top out and just go to town on those and i can do probably a bag in an hour um and uh if i was if i was really going for it booking it um, yeah and i mean you've been watching me throw pinch pots since 2014 uh but yeah you're still needle tooling it though right yeah would you ever try to do this string no because i just got a i just got a bill van gilder um cut off wire cut off string thing with the the little wooden thing attached to it I saw a face a Clay Buddies post or something, and somebody called that out. Um, I got one of those because my string is getting pretty, pretty short. Can you send me a picture of it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I haven't done the string thing. It'd probably look better. I have to trim them anyway because, for some reason, the clay when it gets too thick, they crack on the bottom, and I've been having a lot of issues with this new clay. I never had as many issues with my old clay for cracking. Um. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, I have a little bit of that. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a little bit, uh, like not compression, but like moving the clay a little bit more in the middle, like making sure there's a bump and then pushing it all the way down, uh, to prevent those from happening. And, uh, I trim them almost dry, like, like dry, like they mm-hmm. flake off. And so, yeah. um, yeah, but yeah, they're fun. I also, also, quick tip. You know how you have your sticky bat? Yeah, I don't really use it that much anymore, but yeah. You want to sell it? Um, It's an 8-inch one, I think, 10-inch one. Yeah, so I, instead of getting a sticky bat, because they're like $30, <coughs> I bought one of those... Um silicone phone holders that you put in your car that's like Mm -hmm. super sticky 
works great. <laughs> Are you you're using that to trim your little pinch yeah, pots? The pinch pots, yeah. Nice. Why don't you have a, like a foam bat or something? Um, too, if it's too squishy of foam, then it's um, they don't they chatter, and if they're uh, but because oh, the, you're doing it really th- dry. Yeah, the thin foam works really good, like the quarter inch foam. That's like the sticky paper foam. Mm-hmm. That works really well, and I ha- I do use that quite a bit, but yeah. um, like so much so that there's an indention for all those cups. Yeah, I mainly but, use the ZM Tools foam bat for all of my trimming now. Yeah, I, don't I finally really use got a sticky ZM bat Tools anymore. Foam bat. My foam bats were fucking wrecked. Students I could use that. a sticky bat, but. I just feel yeah. like the the ZM tool thing is more flexible with the width of things I use. So, yeah. If I would have gone back to when I got the sticky bat, I would have got a bigger one. I would have got like a twelve inch bat instead of an eight inch one. I was trying mm-hmm. to save the money because <laughs> they aren't cheap. Typical. I mean, they are like thirty bucks for an eight inch one, and it's probably like fifty four for a twelve inch one or something. Typical like that. Ryan. Yeah, I, I already spent a-, a bunch of money with Diamond Core that. Uh, that trip that though so yeah <laughs> i didn't need a whole big bat so or like a big bat so i got like one of those you know what i'm talking about where you like stick it on your car dash and the phone sticks to it because it's sticky mm-hmm. i got yeah. one that was like the extra large and it's i don't know maybe it's like probably like six inches or seven inches in diameter it's like six inches wide and nine inches deep you know and cut it into a square and just oh. threw it on the wheel <laughs> it's great it was five bucks you know love it yeah, so I didn't need a, a big one because the pinch pots aren't big. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it fits right on the the metal part, and it's great. Um, yeah. Nice. All right, 49 minutes in. What else okay. are we talking about today? <laughs> we are talking about um, this shit show of a show. So, backstory on the show. Uh backstory on the show so i was talking to my friend sarah and she does like fine art pottery like she does graffito and they're like amazing and they're like hundred dollars a cup uh very much worth it and um she signed up for the show thinking that it was a fine art show but it's not and it was an expensive booth fee, and she's, like, paid for it, and then she realized her mistake, and she tried to get out of it, and they did not let her out. So. Fuck. Yeah. Hopefully you'd know what show you were getting into, ideally before you apply for it, but before you pay for the booth, but. Yeah. But I understand yikes. how one could think that it was a different show, you know? Um, If, like, they're all at the fairgrounds or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So she's locked into this show, and she was just like, I just need to get my money back. And she was telling me this, and I was like, oh, I can help you. It'll be fine. Like, I'll just bring shitty cups and pinch pots and sell the shit out of them. And then that was before I knew what the show was. And then we were talking about it. I was like, I should be able to make, like, three grand, um, which is great. The booth fee was $1,200, so we split it, 600 each. And mm-hmm. it was 10 by 10 and then i found out what show it was so this show was the exact same show that i actually did my very first show at for christmas shows and i fucking tanked in washington 
in Washington. I mean, I made my money back. I had a half booth. It was 600 bucks, And I spent, like, all of my money just on the booth. And then I made, like, 1200 At the first show that you did. At the first show with these shitty-ass cups, like the leftover Starbucks cups. It was mm-hmm. whatever. This was probably, like, 2015 or 2016. Something 2014. Like that. 2014. Okay. Yeah, 2014. And, um... So... I... Was it then, five days? Was that old one, like, that long? It was that yeah. long of a show? Oh, yeah. my God. Wednesday through Sunday. And not only is it five days, it is five days all day. So it's 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Wednesday, Thursday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday. So, and it's pretty much always at a big coliseum. They own tons of shows all around America. Like, you've probably seen them. It's like the Christmas hobby gift show. Um, Traditionally, these shows are made for vendors like the ones that have perfumes and and like shit from china and we saw fucking bathtubs hot tubs like that sounds like a home and garden show it is a home and garden show but for christmas they have a huge christmas tree fake snow santa claus the works christmas music in fucking november and which by the way i'm not a fan of christmas so that makes it even better. Anyway, um, we were like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Being optimistic. I'll make like three grand. It'll be fine. By the first minute of the show, when I saw the people there, I was like, no hope. <laughs> like the first. <laughs> the first I, feel fucking... like, I feel like you probably would have got a sense when you were looking at the other vendors when you were setting up. No, it's not even about there, the right? vendors. It's not about... the vendors, but like seeing what other company you're with of like what people are coming to to buy like yeah but does your stuff fit in with their stuff there i already knew okay. it was going to be there like there are some handmade stuff and some of them do really really well it depends on what your booth looks like it depends on how big your booth is but mostly it depends on your clientele and the people that are at the show so who's who who is the market for this show Mm-hmm. It is women that dress up for Christmas in November to go to a show in Christmas pajamas that want to drink alcohol and get drunk and wear ugly sweaters and eat nachos. I want to eat nachos, honestly. But... um it's not like they're it's not the type of people that you would expect right or not the type of people it is the type of people you would expect but it's not the type of people that are going to buy my pottery or sarah's pottery Mm -hmm. for that matter and um so and you know it's middle middle class america uh we're in a very conservative state so you're looking at middle class um tight budget they already had to pay ten dollars to park thirteen dollars to get in they've already spent 23 bucks half of the people that are there have those rolling carts that they that Mm -hmm. like homeless people have 
for groceries <laughs> or like old ladies have for groceries <laughs> and yeah. or the fancy ones with the cloth around them i saw one lady who was dragging one of those carts and she had bags hanging off of it it looked like it was 500 pounds of just junk at least that means that they were buying stuff though i know like they're there to buy stuff they're just not there to buy handmade stuff like they're there to buy uh the perfume that's 30 percent off you yeah. know because they're already down, they already need to buy that stuff. Or yeah, yeah, they come year um, after year and they get stuff. Exactly, sounds, it sounds kind of like a flea market a little bit, but like oh, it is. It, it basically is, and like they have clothes there. I didn't even look at most of the vendors, but of course they have the dip guy. They have the um, uh, balsamic vinegar guy. They got the um, cabinet lady, <laughs> the cabinet lady, the fucking gutter people. The, they have gutter uh, people there in the bathtubs. You said bathtubs. They have the grip ties, like the zip tie bag ties that are like the, uh, <laughs> instead of using a clip, uh, they have the, uh, oh, the garlic grater people. Have you seen the garlic grater people? Garlic grater? Oh, like. Yeah. Like where they have no. like the sh- the show stage with the cooking up yeah. utensils and stuff, and they're, they're yeah. like showing off the infomercial kind of stuff live yeah, and, and the in person. Yeah, and the garlic grater is like the ones that they make in Mexico, and they have like a billion of them, and then they sell you the the uh, silicone peeler and the brush with it that are like oh, an gosh. obnoxious red color, um, and okay. they like give away $25 every hour to one of the people that comes in for Christmas holiday money. Um, and so that's the show. Okay. That's the show. And it's busy. Like, it's not like it's a, it's not like it's like desolate, you know, on Saturday there's like, you can't move through the fucking aisles. You know, so a lot, busy. but a lot of the vendors, it sounds like a lot of them are handmade small business people some of them are bigger companies but like the salsa person is that a handmade person that's like makes their own brand of salsa yeah they just have oh like the jerky guy was next to me like they just have it's very like store set up you know and he's got like Mm -hmm. 10 flavors that's all he sells right know, these are the shows that they go to like these shows are the shows that it's like it's like a carnival circuit, but for vendors, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the grip bag guy. It's like this weird, like for chip bags, you fold it over and then you slide it off, like slide it onto the bag. And I saw him at the show, or I actually saw his uncle at the show in Tacoma in 2014. Like we're talking about people that know these fucking shows, like, mm-hmm. They like the perfume people. I guarantee you, they made forty k at this show. Guarantee it. Yeah, volume is what they're going for here. Yeah, and I mean they have a three by ten booth. That's thirty six hundred dollars. You have to be able to make at least at least fifteen k to even make that make sense. At least twenty k, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and they only do nine shows a year, and they've been able to like live off of that. So. That's the kind of people that you're looking at. Like down the way, there was there was a Disney lady, and she had like all Disney stuff, and it was just insane. I bet that was hopping, (laughs) packed to the ceiling. Oh my gosh! (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just crazy. And then and then you have those and then you have the fine artists that are like sprinkled in between them and nobody stops at those booths. Because they're this is either A their first show that they've done of this caliper and they don't have a big enough booth set up. People have to walk inside. So retail booths at a show like this, typically you don't want to walk inside. You want to, like, be out on the aisle so that people mm-hmm. don't have to work. Um, we had it walk inside. It's pottery, so it's um, it was good. You had walk inside, plus you had to split booths, so you can't really front load the booth, especially if you have neighbors on each side. Right. We didn't have a neighbor on one side, so that was helpful. Um, I brought wine glasses, shitty cups, and pinch pots, and that's it. And then Sarah had some mugs, some flasks, um, a few big things. And then her aunt made some signs. And then she also had ornaments. And thankfully, hers was like the eye grabber. So, like, people would walk by and be like, oh, wow, that's so cool. But it was so fucking funny. Like, the people. The people. (laughs) So many people came up and were like, what is this? And I go, it's a mug. Like, for drinking? <laughs> yes. Yes, for drinking. <laughs> or um, this lady walked up, and Sarah had some planters with plants in them. And there was this one cactus succulent plant. It looked like a tree. And this lady <laughs> walked up, and she goes, Oh, wow, look at this plant. I have one like this. And then she says, I have one like this, and it grew super big, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, how much for that? And I go, it's $75 because it was the planter with the plant. Mm-hmm. And she goes, $75. That's outrageous. I would never buy a plant for $75. And I was like, well, you're buying the planter with it. And she goes, oh. and she like, the lady that was with her said something. And she's like, you know what? Your attitude is terrible right now. <laughs> and then she like... <laughs> She walks away. She walks away and she turns back around. She goes, $75 is outrageous. And then she like started to walk towards me. And I was like, this lady is going to fucking knock this planter off of the shelf. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And like people were offended, offended of the prices. (laughs) One lady told me she was telling me how like she bought some pinch pots and then she was telling me how this guy once at a show was selling a mug for $23 and he was justifying the cost from the kiln and everything and she goes nobody's gonna buy a mug for $23 and I'm like my wine glasses are 20 they're 18 or they're $18 like right you're literally telling me and I was like actually that's pretty cheap $23 for a stein is pretty cheap that's really cheap yeah, and even she's for like, a beginner to be sell to have enough work to sell at a show, yeah, and sell it, a mug at twenty three dollars is a steal, honestly. A steal, and I was like, that's pretty cheap. And she was telling me like, she's like, no, it's way too expensive. Blah blah blah. Nobody's gonna pay that kind of money. And I was like, okay, <laughs> just give me so your what, money. So did she end up spending twenty three dollars worth in pinch pots? I think she did. I think she spent twenty five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of like the clientele. I mean, the um, clientele s- sounds like they don't like the, they don't buy handmade. They've never like if they, they don't, don't know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not, not that 
Like they're, they're not, not going to the show to buy pottery. They're going to the show to buy perfume and stuff like that. Um, and that's totally okay. It's are not. they buying gifts? You think mostly the people yeah. that are shopping? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a girls' outing and stuff like that. And then they bring their husbands along, and their husbands look like they're gonna die. And um, they're getting a beer in them and walking around and. Yeah, a ten dollar beer. Uh, Man. Yeah. Uh, the first I was, if you followed me on Instagram, the, I did a picture every day that I. <laughs> that I was there. <laughs> Those are great. And every day I was like a little bit more depressed and like sad that I was there. Like I think by the second day I was so tired that I was doing the night shift mostly. So me and Sarah split it up. So she would do 10 to 3 and I would do 3 to 8. And so by like 7 o'clock I was sitting on the floor and like people were walking past and I was like nobody's going to come in here anyway. It's fine. Like I could probably sell more cups if I left the booth. And That's and, bad. Uh, yeah, and like at the at that point you're just like I just want to make my money back. So mm-hmm. badly. You know, I did, by the way. I I but for 5 days I How many made, hours is that? We didn't even Okay, so you said 10 to 8. This is so depressing. That's, that's 10 hours. For two days worth? Yeah, 11 so hours. 20 out, so 20 hours Wednesday and Thursday. And then you said 10 to 9? Yeah, so 11 the next day, so 22, so that's 42. And then 10 to 5, so that's uh, 49. 49 hours of work, okay. Actually being at the booth, and then I'm sure it took you... A couple hours to set up and a couple hours to tear down at least. Right. It took us thirty minutes to tear down. Right. Thirty minutes, okay. <laughs> we were fucking out of there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh and it's like pretty easy setup. You can drive your car in. Okay, and, that's good. Yeah. Um Okay, so we always say about fifty hours or so. Yeah, okay. fifty hours. And I made Eleven hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah. Keep in mind, I was literally doing this to help a friend. Yeah. Like I would have never chosen this show. Um, we were hoping like for three k, but like I said, the minute the the, the each people, or together. I was hoping for three k by myself, and then she was just hoping to get what she could out of it. Um. Did she make um, as yeah, much as Yeah, she you made, made enough. She made about 11, 12. Okay. Um, and. That's a big commitment. The days is just the long part. Like, like the, most of those places probably have like, I want to say like employees in quotes, but like they probably have a group that they like do it, right? It's not just one person that's making No, it's usually food. one person and it's usually an employee. So like. Kevin, next to us, the jerky guy, he his friend owns the jerky business, and he sells the jerky for him, and it's on a commission basis. So he gets paid to be there, but then he pays for his hotel. Every, all the other stuff is paid for, and um, he gets a commission off of what he sells. Okay, so that's an incentive yeah. he's getting. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but, like, you know, the perf- perfume people 
Jim and Karen, who are from Louisville, actually. Um, They probably do the show, the flea market show that's in Louisville that's coming up at the end of the year that we go to. And I see those kind of booths because I also, we've gone to those shows before and I like to get the cheap-ass candy because it's like, who doesn't like cheap-ass candy? Right. Well, if you see the perfume people and it's fragrance by Karen and Jim, tell them that Becca... Uh, the the um <laughs> the Potter from hell <laughs> the Potter the Potter from from Indianapolis that you that would kick her legs in the air says hi um yeah uh, we were dancing and like that is what makes this sh- these shows fun is that uh they're not fine artists they're just like people and they want everybody to succeed except for their direct competition. And so, like, me and Karen were having a great time. We were dancing. We were telling stories. We were laughing. <laughs> you I know. mean, you can make friends with anybody, so. That's true. Kevin. Kevin, our neighbor, was great. He had a, he had a Christmas sweater. Um, yeah, it was just an all-around complete flop of a show. And uh, by the end, <laughs> by the last day, or maybe it was the day previous, I was so tired that I started falling asleep in the chair. <laughs> and Jim, oh my gosh! And Jim was looking at me and just laughing. And I had to go get popcorn just to stay awake, um, just like do something, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could you like bring lunch in and stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bring like food and stuff. And okay, that's good. Yeah. At least you didn't have to eat their, like, concession food, and that's, like, not allowed to bring anything else in. Or... Yeah, no. Should have brought alcohol. Um, <laughs> we considered it, but, yeah. Kevin's a bourbon uh, guy, so I was going to bring some bourbon for him, but then I was too late. But, um... Sipping out of a shitty cup. Good thing you didn't make a bunch of fancy cups for this. I would never. No. you would. They would have probably, like... They would have, you know, I don't know what words you would have got about your fancy cups. <laughs> uh, people, people like definitely appreciated things. They just saw the price and were like, no, no. Okay. Were yeah. most of them, most of them weren't that rude as that lady, right? Mm, no, 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 no. Like the majority of the people were super pleasant. Um, but there's definitely, they definitely, there was definitely like a certain crowd too that was like, wow, that's too much money. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not afraid to tell you um but yeah it was like it honestly it was fun like i got to meet karen and jim and kevin and um every there was like four vendors in our row that were bald uh so that was fun uh but yeah, I will never do another show like that again. I ne- I was said I would never do another show like that after the last time I did a show. I actually did better at my first show in 2014 with like shitty ass pottery than I did at this one. Oh. Did, oh go. Did on. you say you did pay you paid 1200 boot 1200 bucks for that first booth that you did? No, I did 600. It was a 5 was, by 10. Oh, okay, so it was smaller. Yeah. Wow, 5 by 10, that's pretty small. Yeah. So, this is interesting. Um, oh, shit. I know her real name, and I forgot her. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, you got to bring up that story. Competition. Yeah, I got... 
so yeah, funny. Look her up. Yeah. You gotta Mountain give her Breeze. a shout out. You know she's listening. Yeah, her name's Sarah Holmes, and it's Mountain Breeze Pottery. Okay, Ooh, Mountain Breeze Pottery. She lives Mountain in the Breeze. Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. Great stuff, you know, texture and stuff. So anyway, I'm sitting in the booth, and this lady comes up and she starts looking at stuff, and I kind of like knew that she was a potter. And I, um, I was like, hi, how are you? And then we started talking and she's like, oh, you have the wine glasses. I'm over on the other side and I have wine glasses too. And I was like, oh, that's great. And she goes, yeah. Um, uh, people keep telling me that there's another person doing wine glasses. And I was like, oh, yep, that's, that's me. And, um, we started talking and then she was telling me about like how she was mixing her glazes and how there's a talc issue. And I was just ready to be like, Oh, um, you know, we actually have a podcast and link was on the podcast and she talks about that talc issue actually. And I went and I said, Oh, Hey, there's my card. And I was just about to tell her about the podcast. And then she picks up my card and she goes, well, which is a sticker, by the way. And it has my face on it. <laughs> the same face that's, that's on our uh, business, our, our like podcast thing. And she goes, Five Lines Pottery? Is that you? And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> she goes, Wheel Talk Podcast? Are you with Ryan? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And she goes, oh, my God, I've listened to you guys for such a long time. I didn't recognize But you didn't realize voice. you were talking to the same person <laughs> that you listened yeah, to. Yeah, and she's like, I didn't recognize your voice. You sound so different on the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, customer service voice, you know. And, um, <laughs> and she's like, that's crazy. I've been listening to you guys forever. Wow, that's so cool. And, she, and then... And then she goes, oh, my God, I, the shitty cups. And I was like, yeah, these are my shitty cups. And she's like, I have shitty cups. I took your idea, and I'm, I'm selling shitty cups because I did a show, like, last week, and I did really, really well, and I didn't have enough product, so I just made a bunch of shitty cups. And now I'm selling them in my booth, and I was like, here I am, breeding my own competition. <laughs> And I'm so glad they had a great show. It sounds like they had a really good show. And I don't know why we had a shitty show and they had a great, they had a bigger booth than us. Like they had a 10 by 15 and they were also selling candles. So candles and pottery Ooh, candles. Um, and the booth setup was great, Sarah. It was great. Um, and, uh, but it was just so fucking funny. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> you call me in the middle of the day and I'm like, what is she calling me for? And I told him that story. Um, yeah, I just oh thought it was, I was gosh. like, I'm breeding my own competition. Like, that's the first time this has happened. And she was like, you should talk about this on the podcast because, and <laughs> they're, what's, they're what's cornering you, Becca. They're going to start coming for us. They know where we're at. <laughs> they're coming to our shows. We need to hold it closer to the vest. <laughs> what's funny is that I was talking to Val and I told her the same story and she started laughing and she was like, that's so funny because... I have, she's making some uh, vase, like a, a pitcher, and she goes, this lady is selling this 
picture class online for like 30 bucks. And, you know, um, she pays for the class and then she's making this picture and she's like, and the picture comes out exactly like hers. And she's like, and I feel bad. I feel bad that like I made this picture and obviously it's not exactly the same, but it's similar in the same design. And this lady is just like giving out this information and like, how do you not plagiarize or like copy it exactly but like also she's giving the information and you're paying for it so like you kind Mm -hmm. of have the right to do that and like she expects you to do that anyway and i was like you can't feel bad like she literally like it's like us we are Mm -hmm. giving away all of this information like i no, no i don't feel bad i fucking love it yeah i I think you love it too like we i do too like there's no i feel no I don't feel bad at all. I think it's fucking great. I think it's hilarious. And, like, you know, it's I think awesome. just the mo to be a fly on the wall to see that moment when it just hits her that you're five lines pottery and <laughs> she's, she lists all these connections that are just coming at once. You know what? Oh you God. know what, like, was in my mind? I was like, oh, fuck. Like, Look at me, this podcaster who's like doing absolute shit at this sale. Like, <laughs> like my cups, like my shitty cups are way too nice to even be here. And, and they're like too nice, but like lower price, but they're still too expensive. And they're like, and they're just like not even selling at all. And then like my bread competition like, you know, the person that listens to our podcast is doing fucking great. And I'm like, this is such a great example for me to, like, be bombing this show and meeting somebody that, like, actually looks up to me in a in a sense, you know, uh, or, like, listens to the podcast and, like, <laughs> takes our advice. And I'm, like, an, 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 like, a superb example of what you should not do at all. Like... <laughs> I hope that if I ever meet anybody else at a show, they're doing so much better than me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you like care so much for their like. How is your show going? I hope it's going really well for you because yeah. I would just want the best for you. Like, I can take this hit today. I can d- get through this show, but for your sake, like, I want you to have a great show. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, I want everybody to have a good show. And but I think it's funny that I'm just like shitty at shows. I've always been shitty at shows. It's just my but nature. But the thing is you said like you wouldn't have chosen that show. I wouldn't have chosen the show and I still haven't been to like a good fine art show in this region and sold. So it should be interesting to actually do one of those. But yeah, I. <laughs> it's just so you know what it, you know what is even better like the the t- the icing on the top of the cake for this show is that I was trying to find fucking bags, right? Like I had leftover craft brown right. bags. I probably had like thirty of them, and I was like, I need some more bags because like, what if it does go well? And I'm oh like, yeah, you need more than thirty. Definitely more yeah. than thirty. And I was talking to Rebecca on the phone, and she's like, oh, yeah, there should be some black bags over by these. And then I'm like, 
uh, went over to the bags and I look and I'm like, what are these craft bags with this sticker on them? And she's like, oh, my friend gave me those bags when her business went out of business. Like, and <laughs> it's got her logo on the, on the outside and it's like this big ass blue sticker that says like something leather crafts. <laughs> and I was like, can I have these? <laughs> You know what? Honestly, you probably would have been better for the crowd and the like. What people are selling that just takes some like Kroger bags or some black plastic bags. I know. I was like, "Can I have these bags?" So all of the bags that we gave to people had some leather craft business, <laughs> like name that went out of business in like 2016. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, aren't you glad you didn't go out and buy bags, right? I did go out and buy bags, but I'll sell them. I'll use them eventually. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's great! Uh, oh my gosh, are you so? Are you looking at shows for next year? Or I mean, it's a little, a little early, but not really too early. But no, like, would you do that Berea show that I did? Hell yeah! Are you gonna yeah, sign up for it? I don't know. How much was <laughs> it? Um. I don't think it was that bad. No, you know what? I won't do that show because I know the shitty cup lady is going to be there and I want her to do great. Okay. It um, wasn't It wasn't too bad, I don't think. It was, what, a three-day show? I'm trying to look at my... I mean, geez. since I did steal her idea, even though she didn't know. It was $150 for that booth. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Um. See, that's what makes you think with, like, shows like that in those centers like it's not cheap for them to rent those spaces those as the the person hosting the show like imagine how much it costs them to rent the space for a week basically yeah well and also what i forgot to say is that like these are the type of shows that are curtain and railing so like they have dividers between every single booth and it's got like green and red curtains and then green and red curtains on the back they have your a sign that has your name on it they um oh i was saying like a black curtain show so it was green and red for the holidays green and red for the holidays and then um they put red carpet down between all the booths like you have to have a floor covering we did not and like sarah was carving pieces in our booth and so there was clay all over the floor (laughs) (laughs) Sarah is um, also what's what made this even better is that Sarah it's Sarah Anderson ceramics and she's amazing. Um, She is like a 25 year old version of me. Um, Literally, (laughs) literally like she comes in a hot fucking mess and like all the things that I did when I was 25 at shows she did. And I was like. (laughs) It's me. This is me. You mean like, like interacting with customers and stuff like that or like setting well, up your booth or just setting up the booth and stuff like that and like forgetting things and like you know, she's a little bit more organized than I was, but barely. And <laughs> but it was just a joy. It was just a joy to like do this and like know exactly how she was going to like go uh, like about things and I share a studio with her too. So, um I already kind of like know <laughs> 
what how she is but she's so funny she's like oh i don't even wrap my pieces i just fucking put it in the bag and give it to him and i'm like <laughs> i fucking love you i like <laughs> oh my gosh uh, it's great i it was just so much fun to just like see her and then you know tearing down the booth i was like no sarah we got to do it this way like trust me we're gonna be out of here in 30 minutes <laughs> but it was yeah it was just wow. a fucking blast it was a blast and a fucking nightmare all at the same time at one point i texted sarah she was gonna come and relieve me at like two or three and i was like hey you know like when you first meet somebody and you're like really stoked to see them all the time and you're like super excited and then like the next time you see them you have like butterflies in your stomach because you're so excited to see them that's how i feel about seeing you in 30 minutes so that you that i can go home (laughs) (laughs) i think you texted me that or you said i put it on on instagram Instagram. Somebody oh already God. told me they were going to steal it. I was like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is great. <laughs> if you ever want to have a great time at a show, just come be my neighbor. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, Ooh. like, uh, fucking Karen from across the way. She was a hoot and a holler. And, like, oh, my gosh. There was drama. <laughs> Like, there was, like, classic vendor drama that happened, and I won't relay that story, but it was hilarious. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, it was also funny because, like, two booths down, Andrew was from Brooklyn. Uh, Kevin was from Ohio. Uh, Karen was from Louisville. And then I can't remember who the other, where the other people were from, but, like, you know, like, you get to start talking about to all the other vendors, and, like, then they start talking about politics and shit, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I'm gonna shut my fucking mouth. Like, I'm not talking <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't usually talk politics anyway, but I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Walk away. Walk away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nod your head. All right. Nod your head and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's just so much fucking time to kill. You're just, like, shooting yeah. the shit, you know? Yeah. Should have brought some cards so I could play Solitaire or something. That's I was going to listen to an audiobook, but I forgot my headphones every single time. Oh, man. Not, yeah. like, those headphones that you're wearing, right? Like, your no, AirPods? No, like, my AirPods. Oh, also the guy next to me, I can't remember his name, but um, on the left, he was... <laughs> they He, like, worked for a window company, and... <laughs> He, oh every God. time he just had a fucking he had his fucking booth and it was just like you know win ten thousand dollars to redo your house and then he sat in like a, a a director's chair folding you know chair like yours and every time somebody would walk by he'd be like hey do you need new windows <laughs> and he was like and he was like this kind of like shy guy but he was like you want to give a Christmas gift to your house like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) that's great (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i feel bad for those people that do the the gutter guards and the 
yeah. window in the bathtub inserts. It's like, how much business are they getting? But also, like, they're employees of the company. So, like. Right. They must be getting something because they keep going to these shows and they're paying 1200 bucks for a booth. I mean, my dad works for a light outdoor lighting and they've done those home and garden shows for years. Those yeah. booths aren't cheap. Like, they're going out there. They got to be out there all weekend, kind of like the length of your show. Well, the and Home and Garden Show is owned by the same company. Yeah, I'm not like surprised. it's like a monopoly. So yeah, they. I mean, they. Those are all similar. I mean, they got the the wooden outdoor furniture. They got the lighting. Mm-hmm. They got the gutters. They got the bathtubs. They got the irrigation. You know, all the that saunas, kind of shit. <laughs> the yeah. hot tubs. <laughs> I mean, those at least have a little bit of something else that. I'm trying to remember the last time I went, but I mean, some of them might have some stuff they're selling. It's not like home improvement kind of stuff, but yeah. Yeah, there was a guy that was down the way. He was selling these heaters. Um, he was selling them for $400, and he, he was giving people IOUs essentially. Like, like there was a. He sold out completely, like by the second day. Jeez. I'm seeing these people walk by with these $400 heaters. Like, damn. And they're gawking at you about a $75 piece. Yeah. But a, they, I don't yeah. Know. Heater's, I, gonna, heater's more practical, I guess. And they're like, hey, I can, like, this is going to be in my workshop or whatever. And I have another funny story. So there was, <laughs> there was this one lady. Okay, there was a sign that I put behind, that w- was put behind uh, two really expensive pieces that Sarah had. Okay, so they were $225. A teapot set that had the teacup that sat on the lid of the teapot, and then Mm. a vase. And uh, they're carved beautiful. The sign behind it says, like, um, I gave up men, liquor, and shopping. It was the worst 15 minutes of my life. That's what the sign says, right? And everybody's, like, trying to see the sign. They'd have to, like, look on one side of the vase and then go to the other side and look on the other side of the vase. What's the sign there for? Like, what's the point? Oh, Sarah's aunt made some fun Christmas signs to try and fill up the booth. Oh, okay. Um, and so this one lady walks up, and I'm sitting there. Keep in mind, $225 vase in front and a $225 teapot in front. And this... This lady is like, oh, my God, that's so funny. And she, and she pulls out the sign over the vase, over the teapot, and puts it up and props it up on the shelf. And she goes, I don't want to buy this. I just need to take a picture for my friend. <laughs> and she takes a picture. She looks at me. She goes, oh, my God, they're going to love this. This is so funny. And then she puts it back and i'm just like oh my god this is gonna be a disaster (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna i thought you were saying she was gonna like move it to be like oh this is funny like you need to be able to people need to be able to see this better no she took it purely to take a picture of it yeah all right and then so she got it back safely she did barely barely did she even like look at the pieces or anything or like absolutely not Nope. Man, it's funny how they just look right through stuff. Mm hmm. But it's not what they're looking for around through. Yeah. The only show. 
I mean, the only show that I've done in a like an expo center like that was the Cincinnati Coffee Festival. I remember that, yeah. But that actually like turned out pretty good. I would say it, it exceeded yeah. my expectations. But like, that's a market for what we make. Yeah, for sure. I sold so many mugs there, and it was great. Yeah. I think that if um, I'd had mugs, if I'd had mugs, I would have done really well, honestly. People are looking for mugs. I just don't want to make mugs, and I don't want to sell mugs. So, mm-hmm. so that was good. I I don't think it was twelve hundred dollars. I did split a booth with somebody, but I think it was more like the whole booth was like seven hundred or eight hundred, and then we yeah. split it. So I think I spent four hundred for it. Yeah, but it was I think it was four days maybe or three days. Mm-hmm. I remember people, when you did that. People paid admission and stuff, but it it was cool though because I mean. People were walking around there drinking coffee, drinking tea. I made friends with the tea vendors. There's not many of them, so got some good tea there. And I actually was friends with some of the coffee vendors because they're different coffee shops that are local. I knew, like, at least two or three of them. And, like, you know, I was thinking about going this year, but the dates were a little bit off. They were in October, so they were right around when we were moving, so it was good that I didn't sign up for it. But I was thinking about it. Um, I might do it again in the future. I think it's it's a fun event, and it's like it's right up my alley. Like if I like making mugs, if you like making mugs, like that's a good option. So yeah, for sure. I did pretty well there. I think that was that's funny. I think the that show was actually back when we first started that the podcast. I think we talked about the show in like episode ten or eight or something. Oh When wow. we talked about improving your art show sales, I think that might have been the. Oh yeah, because um. We talked about, like, the giveaway sign and, like, yeah. making sure what you can say to people. and Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Wow. So we've yeah, we've grown good. so much and learned so little. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I've, I've always kind of avoided some of those kind of shows. I, I just don't, like, fit with the vibe of that kind of stuff. No. I mean, even some of the fine art ones, I'm like, eh. But then I'm also kind of like, if I go to, like, an indie market, I don't really fit with that vibe either because my stuff is too, like... Some people might say it's, like, traditional pottery because it's, like, production wear. But, I mean, I I wouldn't really call my stuff traditional, but, I mean, I guess it kind of is if it's not, like, If you had wood shelves, it'd look indie. I do have wood shelves, though. I know. Oh, I also borrowed Rebecca's setup, like her shelving, because I didn't want to pay for shelving, which was nice. Do all that stuff transport okay? Like you fit it in the car? car It was so much, it was so much less space than any other setup that I've ever done, honestly. Yeah. For the amount of shelves. I did it because I wanted to see how, I wanted to see how I wanted to do my setup when I eventually do it. And I don't want those shelves. Those are pretty I short like shelves though, right? They're about 36 inches and they turn out the pretty... the tallest? Yeah. Like they they weren't sitting out... on top of tables or anything. Yeah. It turns out actually a pretty good height, but I don't know. There's something about the shitty cups that needs to be like one at a time. Um, how did you, you have know... them on there? Did you just scatter them on the individual shelves? I did like, rows of three okay so i think it would just look better and like more if it was like kind of like your your mug wall but um yeah were your pinch pots in a basket or something or in some 
No, I just something for people just to pick piled through, them or? up on the top of the shelf. Okay. They would have done better in a basket, I think. I don't know what it is about a basket. Like the spoon rests in the little basket, people can like flip through them like they're flipping through like records yep. or something. Yeah, yeah, they're great in baskets. Um, what was I going to say? I did have one wonderful customer that was so lovely. She she was like the perfect customer. She like came in and we were talking actually we um we're bonding over like Lyme's disease and stuff like that cuz Sarah actually has Lyme's disease and um and so I was like, "Oh, well the other vendor that I'm with like has it and her daughter had it." And so we were talking about that and then I was like, she goes, you know what? I really want these cups for our lake house. And so she like gets all of her girlfriends over. It was like her daughter and maybe her niece and then her friend. And uh, she's like, everybody pick out a wine glass. <laughs> she's like, That's pick great. out, pick out a wine glass. We're going to get um, cups for the lake house. And I found out that their lake house hadn't even been renovated yet. And they were getting a new boat. And she was like in her sixties and she goes, yeah, we're getting a brand new boat. Like, I've never had anything new in my life. And I was like, yeah, get it. Like, you deserve it. Like, spend the money you worked hard to get, you know? And right. we had, like, a great... And she spent, like, $130 on pots. Sweet. Yeah. So, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... All those I random s- customers that, like, yeah. you never expect... They don't know you. They just stumble upon you. Because I had one of those yeah. at a Westside Market last year, this year comes up and she got mugs for her lake house yeah and she got like six or eight and they were like random mugs she was just picking them off the yeah wire shelf and she's like i want these and i'm gonna sit these back here and then like she paid for them and i was like wrapping them she'll be like i'll come back around and i'll get them when i'm done walking and looking forward to getting them and putting them in the lake house and all that stuff so yeah i think fun. that's great i mean and i was like yeah well they don't tip over in grass and she's like that's perfect um, but yeah, that was fun. And, and, and it is so much easier to sell like other people's work. Like it was so easy to be like, aren't her mugs amazing? Like she's such an amazing artist. Like look at these ornaments, blah, 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 you know, but it's hard to sell your own stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. and like, I know it was the same for her the other way around. Like she can throw this super fast. Like she can do this and this and this, you know, it's just easy to talk about somebody else when you're sharing a booth. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yeah. I think we were kind of... When I shared my booth, we were a little bit... I think we were both there at the same time. Yeah. But if somebody engaged with my stuff, I'd chat with them. Somebody engaged with their stuff, she'd chat with them. Yeah. Uh, We definitely did give up, though. Like, once both of us hit the market, <laughs> the like the mark of uh, breaking even, we were like, Cool. you need that go away (laughs) like over it (laughs) (laughs) so consensus from the two of you after the show signing up for next year oh everybody kept on asking us like like so are you gonna sign up next year fuck no like it was so funny like people kept asking me like they're like how are you doing i was like we're just trying to break even (laughs) (laughs) were those people that were fucking killing it they were asking that right yeah oh you should have thrown the whole like live in the dream one nightmare at a time (laughs) (laughs) live in the dream one nightmare at a time. 
Yeah. Oh, God. It's so funny. Ugh. Whew. And I don't think there's anything you could have done, like, sales-wise that, like, you could have sold your stuff better. I mean, minusculely, but, like, if the I people the aren't coming through the door... The setup could have been a little bit better. Like, if we had had it as an L out ways, because we were on a corner, if we'd had it, like, on the corner... Ooh, um, yeah. And then been behind the shelf and, like, used it kind of, like, as a Passover. I think that, like, passing over the shelf, uh, mm-hmm. they pick it out and then we take it and package it. I think that would have been a better setup, but minutely better. And the amount of crowds with how expensive her stuff is, it would have scared the shit out of me. So. Yeah. It was safe. It was safe to have one that people had to walk into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have had your stuff in the vulnerable areas. Yeah. But those, I mean, those shells were kind of shorter too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll never know Mm. because we're not ever going to do it again. Yeah. Definitely write the name of that show down so you don't... I already know. Well, mostly for her, but (laughs) don't mix up the show. I did one other show kind of like that, but it was actually like an art show. Mm-hmm. It was in LaGrange, and it was a black curtain show. So, like, it was a 10 by 10, but the curtains went, like, up. So, it wasn't just, like, a low curtain. It was, like, an 8-foot curtain on three sides yeah. of your booth. So, people walk by, and they, they have 10 feet of space to see your stuff, and that's it. That's it. Wow. And it was, uh, it was, it was not a great show. Um... I mean, it was probably like a $200 booth fee or $150 booth fee for the weekend and two days. Um, I mean, I probably sold, I don't know, six or 800 bucks maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, those, it's just so tight of a window that you have to get engagement with them. Yeah. That's why I'm not a big fan of those curtain shows. Just less, yeah. it's less open. Like, you have no connection with your neighbors. And then... It's like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem natural to have the, <laughs> the 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 curtains like that. It's weird. I came in. Oh, I uh, also in in my uh, glory. Um, we had a few signs that like were nice looking, but then I put signs by all my other shit. And uh, <sighs> sorry. Did you have the sorry. word "shitty" out there? Did it say shitty cups with your acronym? No, I chose not to say shitty on this one. Okay. I'm not I'm not finalized on what I want to do yet. Um, if you want to brand it that way, because the, the audience might not understand if they yeah. say they're shitty cups. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, and I said shitty cups to a few people and they looked offended. Um, but <laughs> I put, I have these like, brown cards right they're like brown envelopes and i folded them in half and wrote down the price so i was like 18 each or two for 30 and then on one of the cards i said cheap gifts that look expensive uh and i said cheap gifts that look expensive but not like this sign it's cheap (laughs) and um (laughs) and then on the one that was between me and Kevin, I came to, like, 
you know, take over the show for Sarah and I like get there and they're like, oh, um, Kevin comes up and he goes, I think your, uh, your price for your mugs are a little too high. What they ended up doing was they put a zero after the eight and a zero after the zero and 30. And so it, <laughs> it said <laughs> wine cups, $180, two for 300. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like damn that's an expensive cup and they like put it there and waited for people to even notice and only one person noticed so funny Mm. wow anyway that was that show I hope you all had great laughs at my expense that was that was great (laughs) (laughs) Just for the story about your competition, the what was her name? Sarah. Sarah. Is her name Sarah? Oh, Mountain Sarah. Breeze Pottery. Breeze as in B R E E Z E. Yeah. Like easy breezy beautiful cover girl. Yeah, I was looking to see if she had any photos of her booth, but she doesn't post that much, so I didn't see anything recent. Yeah. But thanks for listening, Sarah. Thanks for yeah. taking advice and getting out there. Yeah, hopefully, I think we'll have more experiences like that down the road. God, I hope so. That was I love those classic. I've never had one that was like that wild, you know. Like I haven't had wild. somebody that's actually selling at the show that didn't know who I was and did that. But I've had like customers, yeah, that are also potters that have said like, "Oh, I listen to Wheel Talk," which yeah. is always really cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> Wow. I feel, I do feel a little proud that I'm like successfully secretly famous. Like, like nobody knows who I am. They just know of me. Yeah. I feel a little proud about that. I don't look like the sticker anymore, you know. But you would think they would recognize your voice. You would think, uh, like I said, customer service voice. You were putting it on. Did you know she, you didn't know she was a vendor at that time? Or do y'all have like name tags? I knew she was a vendor. Yeah, I knew she was a vendor right away. Um, Because she had a little name tag thingy. Um, But yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, you'll probably do some shows next year, right? Thinking about it? I think so. A few? Yeah, I'll do a few. Uh, Nick never texted me back to tell me if he was Darth Ned or not. I'm sure he is. Uh, you should just just call him Darth Ned tomorrow and see if he... I will. He'll text me back in the morning. Or call him Ned. Does anybody call him Ned? I told him I was going to start calling him Ned, but I never did. Hmm. Oh... Did I say on the podcast that Lloyd is catching a mouse at the studio right now? I don't know if you said that. I think you might have. Yeah, you said you did at the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. you said that you took him to the studio for that reason. Yeah. I just left him there, and this is the funniest part. So Krista, Krista Bermeo, um, she is in love with cats, like, so much. And, uh, so whenever a cat comes, she's like, oh my God, you're so cute, blah, 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 blah. 
And uh, Lloyd's there. Lloyd did not take to the studio actually very well. He is usually adaptable, like, immediately. Actually, ironically, Babs is, like, when she goes there, she's like, pet me, pet me, pet me. I love this. And Lloyd was, like, (laughs) super scared and, like, did, like, hid in Krista's studio. And um, she's like, you're going to leave him here tonight? Doesn't he need a companion? And I was like, Krista, he's a cat. <laughs> He'll be fine, and she's like, "Yeah, but he's." Was she be volunteering a- to stay stay there overnight and sleep <laughs> I on don't the couch? Know. She's like, "He's gonna be all alone." Like this is a woman that feels bad when she leaves and Babs is in the office by herself, but everybody else is still <laughs> at the studio, and and uh, she's like, "He's all alone." I was like, "He has a companion, the mouse. He's about to kill. That's his companion." <laughs> He's on the hunt. He's on the hunt. He doesn't know it, but he is. That's funny. Yeah. It's funny how we think like that, because it's like, does this cat need a companion? Like, do they need another sibling in the house? Because they're by themselves, and they're going to be gone. We're going to be gone all day. But, like, some of them don't give a shit. Lloyd definitely needs a sibling, for sure. He'll be fine for one night. But he definitely needs another thing, for sure. Yeah. It's Bab's worst nightmare, but it's Lloyd's, like, best dream. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, we should go. Now we're just rambling. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you see us at a show, come say hi. Let us know you listen. We appreciate it. I need to keep some, like... By the way, I still have some Wheel Talk stickers. Me too. I think I'm going to bring some to Claycon West. I don't have too many. I stopped putting them in my orders because I figured people that are ordering shot glasses for me probably don't give a shit about the podcast. Yeah. And probably aren't potters. So I'm holding on to the ones that I have left, and I've got about 20 maybe. Maybe more than that. Nice. But we'll be giving these out. Maybe I'll put a few in my, uh, I'll put a few in my money box just in case somebody sees me at a show and says, "Hey, I'll give them a sticker." So, yeah. Um, the podcast. Say, hey, I I'll have a few a sticker. stickers as well left. So, yepity yep yep yepers. Are you gonna make some stuff for, for the, um, Claycon West? You probably gonna make some stuff to make sure you have. Dude, I'm bringing shitty cups. Nice. I'm still thinking about what I want to do. I think I'm just going to bring a bunch of mugs and th- mugs and maybe some... I don't know if I want to bring like oil bottles. I feel like that might be something different that not everybody has. I'll have um, to ship my box. Yeah, I'll probably do the same. Yeah. I'll probably do a bunch of like regular mugs, though. I don't know that I want Scrafito ones, because I don't... I mean, they might sell. I might bring a few. But... Yeah, I'm going to take... Um, shitty cups and pinch pots. I'll probably take a few fancy pots, but yeah, you sold the everything people last at, year, like, didn't you? Or two years? I ago? told them I had to. I was like, remember in my in my presentation, I was like, I don't know what's left over there, but I need all that shit gone. So you gotta buy it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and whatever's there, like we're probably gonna be on the low end of the price range of yeah. 
what people are. I for sure will be. If I don't leave Claycon West with at least three enemies for my pricing, I'm going to be upset. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't leave there without at least 10 people saying, what the fuck are you charging $18 for a wine glass for? I'm going to be upset. Why don't you add, like, add an extra couple bucks just for the sake that you had to ship it out there? I don't know. No. All right, I want the experience, guns. Ryan. It's you about the principle now. You don't want to make a little extra now. money? About the principle. Okay. $15 <laughs> cups, $100 cups. <laughs> Nothing in the middle. <laughs> 15 and 100 <laughs> Yeah. I kind of I did my prices as eighteen or two for thirty, and I honestly still just want to go down to fifteen. They're fifteen bucks a pop. Yeah. No deal. Just. I mean that's easy. Even with like tax and stuff, they're under twenty bucks. So. Yeah. Fifteen bucks, no deal. Just that's it. That's fucking it. Yeah. That is the deal. The deal is it's fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen, eighteen. Yeah. Most of my stuff, I'll probably bring a bunch of mugs that are like thirty-two. Yeah. Most of my like bellied mugs are thirty-two, so I'll just price probably all of my production mugs at thirty-two and just bring a variety of different glaze colors. I'm not gonna bring like four yeah. glaze colors and like six of each. I'm just gonna bring, you know, thirty mugs, maybe something like that. And I've never packed up that many mugs actually. I'm guessing I'll probably. Did you like corrugated cardboard those when you were packing up that many yeah, like I did. mugs? Yeah. I wonder if you could drive up here and pack them up in a box with Gravesco packing. Oh. Instead of the corrugated cardboard? Yeah, it'd be faster, you know. I mean, I'm probably not going to drive up there just to pack some. I know. If only teleportation was real. (laughs) All right. Cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yo, yo, higgity, yo. It's Becca here. Hey, just so you know, thank you for listening. And also, we have... What do we have again? A Patreon. We have a Patreon that you should go and if you want to donate to, you could donate to it. If you don't, that's cool too. But um, just Google... Wheel Talk Podcast Patreon. Don't do the other one because uh, there is a Wheel Talk on Patreon, but it's not us. So make sure you get the right one. It's and in the show notes. It's in the show notes. And also, um, leave us a review because they're fun to read. Okay, bye.